Well, two weeks ago, we began this series on worship, and we, we this titled this series is Spirit and in Truth. And so we've done two parts, so you'll notice at the top of the page that it's three parts. As a matter of fact, Anthony, can I go ahead and get one of those sheets from you? I want to make sure. I've got my notes, but I want to see what you're seeing so I can make sure. <laughs> oh, no, I won't need a pen. <laughs> so, so you'll see at the top. Spirit and Truth Part 3. And we have focused on, the first two weeks, more of our inward attitude of worship. And this week we're going to be talking about our outward expression of worship, our physical, with our physical bodies, the physical expressions of worship. We're going to go through these, and we're also going to go through seven Hebrew words for praise. I believe this will bless you this morning. We're going to read lots of Scripture So buckle in. I'm going to let the Word do the work this morning. Amen. There's nothing more powerful than the Word. But we we started first off talking about true worship and that the opposite of true worship is false worship. So we need an antidote to false worship. And the antidote to false worship is to be a true worshiper who worships in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. And our main text scripture that we used was John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, where Jesus is talking with the woman at the well. And he's having this conversation with her, and he says, But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and and in truth. And I underlined these words worship because this word worship in the Greek, the Greek word is proskuneo, and it means to kiss or adore. And we know that in the New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. And we're going to go over in the Old Testament today some Hebrew words and and we've been covering this word here proskuneo in in the Greek which the New Testament was written in. And this word, it means to kiss, to adore, to worship, do obeisance, show respect or homage. And so that's really what worship means, is to show the reverence and the respect to somebody. And in this case, we want to show that respect to God. But it even goes even further, because the New Testament writers in, in the Bible, they use this word proskuneo to show the highest form of salutation. And what that means is this, the ancient Orient, they, in those times when they greeted one another, if two people were of equal rank, they would greet each other with a kiss on the lips. If they were of similar rank, they weren't exactly equal, equal, they would turn and kiss on the cheek when they greeted one another. But if one was really inferior in rank to the other, that inferior one would bow down on the ground, on his knees, to the superior one, on his knees, touch his forehead to the ground, and blow kisses at his feet. And so the New Testament writers use this word proskuneo to refer to that form of salutation, the highest form. And that is what we are to do and how we are inward or on the inside, how we are to treat our Lord and how we are to... How, how we are to Think about Him, how we are to view Him. Our mindset needs to be 
that God is the ultimate. He is the superior King of kings and Lord of lords, and there's no one on this earth that can compare to him. So, proskuneo, on my knees, my forehead touches the ground, blowing kisses at the feet of our Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Because he is worthy of that worship. And he wants and desires our worship. He, do, he is a jealous God, and the scripture says in the Old Testament, he's a jealous God who doesn't want us worshiping other gods. And in the Old Testament, they would set up statues and different things and worship those things. They were lifeless statues. They didn't do them any good. You know, worshiping the golden calf or whatever it was. God doesn't want us being a slave to anything else, but He wants us being a servant to Him. Because when we're serving our God, when we're worshiping Him, that's when we are truly blessed. And the word blessed means happy. And that's when we are truly able. And that doesn't mean we won't go through things in life, but that we will be able to be able to handle it and go through those trials in life. And God will be there with us to go through those things. So the key to worshiping in the Spirit and in truth is receiving the living water of God. And living water is that Holy Spirit of God. And we see that in chapter 4 there in John and also confirmed in chapter 7. And the living water is the thing that's on the inside that just it, it bubbles up within us. It's that thing that yearns for God. And as we begin to read His Word... And as we begin to get to know Him, as we begin to pray more, that feeling on the inside gets stronger and stronger. We begin to fall in love with the Lord as we're doing the first commandment, and, which is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And when we do that, uh, that thing just begins to well up within us, in our spirit, that yearning for God. And there's two principles for worshiping in spirit and in truth. I want to cover one more time before we go through these uh, nine physical expressions of praise and worship. Number one, true worship takes place on the inside, in the heart, or the spirit of the worshiper. So worship comes from within. And the second is that worship pleasing to God must be genuine and transparent, offered with a humble and pure heart. And that's where the truth comes in. We don't want our worship to be false. We want our worship to be true before the Lord. That we're not cheating on God, so to speak. That we haven't lifted up something else above Him, that we haven't put something else in this world in front of Him, that He is number one in our life. And when He is number one in your life and you're serving Him, you are worshiping in spirit and in truth. That's the truth part. And we connect, and the truth connects what God has done for us, how He sent His Son, Jesus. And Jesus is the truth. And it connects what He's done for us to our spirit, and it comes out of us. It's a very beautiful thing. I want to read this out of the Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology. It says, Worship in truth connects the heart or the spirit of worship with the truth about God and His work of redemption as revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. And the Scripture is extremely important because it's what God has done for us, it's what He's doing now, and it's also what He will do and how He's with us through every trial and circumstance that we're going through. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. I want to begin, and we're going to look at the, what's on your sheet there, nine physical expressions of worship and praise that we find in Psalms. Now, before we get going and we start filling in the, those blanks, I want to pray just one more time and go before the Father. Father, we just thank you for this time. We just thank you for your presence. 
Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing here in this place. And I thank you that we can open up your word, examine your word, and see these different expressions of worship that you desire from us. And Lord, that you would prick our hearts, Lord, that we would truly worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, may we set aside every distraction and everything that would cause us to not hear you this morning. We just put that aside and we focus on you, thoughts of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And Lord, we just give you praise going on for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, so these nine physical expressions of praise and worship that we find in Psalms, there's three different categories that we have. And the first category there is the spoken voice. The spoken voice. And we... And so we have these different, these different categories. And so this is the first one, is that we can use our voice to worship God. And so again, the last couple of weeks, we've gone over our heart. And now we're going over the physical and how that manifests. What comes out of our heart, how that manifests in, with our physical body and how we worship Him. And it does no good, though, to do any of these things if our heart is not right before the Lord. I'll say that one more time. It does no good to do any of these physical manifestations of worship if your heart is not right. Because then your worship is not true. It's actually what? It's in vain or it's false, right? And so we can use this, the spoken voice. And the first one is, guess what? Speaking. We can actually speak. And we can say words to the Lord. We can speak words to the Lord. In Psalms 34 verse 1 it says, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so this is something that we should do, really, many of these are things that we, we should do on a daily basis. And we speak to the Lord and we tell him, you know, just like in the same way that if you're, if you're married or if you have children, you would say to a, a loved one, you say, I love you, or hey, how are you doing? Or you would address them. It's in that same way we want to address the Father with our voice and we want to talk with him and we want to speak with him. And we need to tell him how much we love him, we appreciate him, and what he's doing for us, and just tell him how worthy he is. Amen. The second one is shouting. In the scripture, we see in Psalms 27, 6, And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with what? Shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. And so that's the second form that we can use our voice. We can shout unto the Lord and we can praise the Lord and we can lift up our voice to Him. And some of us, I know, you know, this may be a little foreign, like, well, I don't like getting loud. That's okay. You know, because our worship is from the heart and these are different expressions that we can use. We don't have to use them all. But I want to encourage you to give some of these a try. Especially if you're feeling really down or out. I mean, lifting up a shout to the Lord can really lift up your spirits. And it also causes the enemy to flee. Amen. That's the really good part. Really good part. The third one is singing. We just read that at the end of that Psalms there, that I will sing. I will sing praises to the Lord. But also, in Psalms 47, 6, sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. And, you know, in my experience over the years and being in church for as long as I have and growing up in a Christian home and having a mother who, who's Christian, it seems that, you know, I, you know, females have a little bit easier time with the singing thing unless it's on a Sunday morning. They will go around the house and they will just start singing out of nowhere. And they're singing a song 
They never even heard before. They just sing. They just sing and praise. Lord, I praise you, Hallelujah! You know, they're just singing. It just happens, and I, and I find that this is because you know, and the, and this is scientific studies and all of that. This isn't sexist or anything like that. Don't get. I'm just telling. You, look, women are a little bit more emotional than men in general, and they have an easier time of expressing themselves. Just being honest, I don't express myself near as well as Carrie Ann does. You know, as a woman, she expresses herself. I know what she's feeling pretty fast. <laughs> she lets me know. I, I don't do it. I, I don't do it as, as a man. You know, we, we don't do as well. You know, uh, I've done a lot of premarital counseling. And when we sit and we go over and we look at communication and stuff, usually the women are communicating better than the men. Now, in some cases, it can be totally flipped. It can be totally opposite. And the man can communicate way better than the women can. But you know what? Most of the time, you know, women, because of the emotions, and, and God made women different than men. And I used to not understand this when I was young, and my mom would walk around the house, she's in the kitchen, and she's just singing. I'm like, why are you singing? Just all of a sudden, she would just sing. The joy of the Lord was her strength. And she would just sing praises to God just out of nowhere. And, and you know, sometimes I'd be like, would you stop singing? <laughs> but, it, you know, most of the time, it, it just brought a different feeling in the house. It just brings a lifting in the house when you sing to the Lord. And that was something my mom did. And I'm finding, you know, my wife does that sometimes. And now I'm finding my daughter who's just coming in the door right now. She, would, she sings and she loves to sing. And she, would sing, she sings praise to the Lord. I'm just like, let her sing. Now sometimes Joshua and I were like, oh, it just after a while. But I have to tell my son, I said, so just like I did, he's like, hey, they're worshiping the Lord. We got to let them sing. We've got to let them sing to the Lord. It's, it's bringing praise to God. And when you do that in the house, it lifts up the spirits in the house. So that's the third form of the speaking voice that we can use is singing. And so the second category here is our posture. Our posture. It's literally, in this, in this first one, you can go ahead and write this first one down as well, as Bowing. That's one. And now remember, we, we talked about the Greek definition of worship and that mode of salutation that I mentioned earlier. You get on your knees. That's an act, it's a posture that takes place. And in Psalms 95, 6, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And so we see this in Scripture in Psalms and we see it in other places where they bowed before the Lord. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later. But the second one in this category for our posture is standing. And you can go ahead and write in awe right next to it. Standing in awe. Because really that's what it is. It's not just standing. It's also your heart is, is, is doing something as well. You're standing in awe of Him. In Psalms 33.8 it says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. And the third one here in this category to finish it out is dancing. Dancing. In Psalms 149.3 it says, Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. And this is a good time to, to also say that a lot of these overlap and they're done at the same time. So you'll see, you know, they're dancing and they're singing praises. You know, these things are going on at the same time. Just like we earlier, we're clapping our hands and we're singing, we're praising, we're doing these things at the same time. 
And so for our posture, we have bowing, standing in awe, and dancing before the Lord. Now the third one brings us to our hands. Our hands, the third category and final category. Our hands. And the first form of expression using our hands is playing instruments. Playing instruments. And we read in Psalms 33, verses 2 and 3, Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto Him with the psaltery an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto Him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. So that's what we did earlier on our instruments. We played, and being a drummer, I like it loud. We play loud. And we do that because the Scripture says to do it. Now, we try not to make it too loud. If it ever hurts your ears, let me know. We'll try to turn it down a little, you know, but... uh, Or you may want to go back a few rows. But we like to play it loud. And we play before the Lord. We like to be loud. We like to clap. We like to sing. We like to to do these things. And that's the second one is clapping. With our hands we play instruments and then we also we clap before the Lord. In Psalms 47.1 it says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. So this, you can see, you know, with all of these, this is making noise before the Lord. This is stuff is not quiet. This is something that we do. And worship can be quiet. It can be subtle. It can be, you know, just still before God. And we, can, we can have those times, but we also want to have these expressions where we're loud before the Lord and we do these things without worrying about what somebody else may think. Or, you know, we can do this at home. We, do, we should do it at home. We should do it here. We should do it in all these places. And the third one is lifting hands. Lifting hands. In Psalm 63, 4. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And I want to make a point as well that all of these, there are multiple scriptures for these. Multiple. So when you look these things up, this is in the scriptures in lots of places. And we're going to read some more and you'll see these. And you'll see how a lot of this just overlaps. But So for this last category, our hands were... We can play instruments, we can clap before the Lord, and we can lift our hands. We can lift our hands. I want to go ahead and move into the second half of what you see on the sheet there, which is seven ways to praise. How many are old enough and been in the church long enough? You've been, you know, when I say the church, the body of Christ. You've been saved long enough to remember a Christian contemporary artist named Carmen. How many? Woof, boy, that's a lot of you. I didn't expect that many hands to go up, but... 90, in 19, I think it was 96, oh my goodness, I'm, I believe, if I get it right, 96, 97, right in there, Carmen did this song, and he, he, it was titled Seven Ways to Praise, and it had a little swing to it, uh, swing sound, and, and uh, set back in the 40s, the little video, and he's got this mic, and uh, this old style microphone, and, and it was like a big band swing type of sound, and he, he covered these seven ways to praise, these seven Hebrew words, uh, that are in the scripture. It was kind of a neat song. Um, but uh, if you want, you can look that up later. I don't have that for you to, to play right now. But it, it was good because it, it, it brought a lot of attention to these words that we have in scripture. See, a lot of times we'll read, but we don't always know what we're reading. And, and I've been guilty of that a lot of times, you know, going and looking out. And I believe that you don't always have to go and look and and dig everything out because the Lord, by His Spirit, He will reveal His Word to you as you read. Okay, I, I, I want to make that clear. You know, you don't have to be a, a a Greek or Hebrew scholar 
you know, to, to get something out of the Word of God. You obviously don't have to do that. You can read. And a lot of translations that we have now uh, will, will actually translate these words, and we're going to see this in a minute, and they won't translate it necessarily as praise. They'll put, you know, the meaning in that specific instance there. So, you know, it's not necessary to be an expert in all of these things, but I want to bring this out. And this morning, you might have noticed, this is a little more of a teaching mode uh, this morning, this is to get this information into your hands because I believe it, it, it's vital to, to moving from our attitude of worship to our physical expression of worship. And what this will do for you with these physical expressions of worship, it will bring a new victory in your life. If you haven't been partaking in these things and these expressions of worship, there's just something that takes place. And folks, I cannot express it. I can't explain it. I don't know how to describe it. I just know what happens when I praise God, when I lift my voice, when I do these things, what happens to me. And it's been going on since I was little. I've been praising the Lord since I was little. And when I go through seasons in my life, and when I have all growing up, and when I went through seasons in my life where I was not praising the Lord, those were the lower times. And when I'm praising the Lord, I'm being brought up. Because when you praise Him, He brings you to a different place. So this first one, this first Hebrew word is yada, And you'll notice these numbers in parentheses. And what those numbers are, if you don't know, is that is the Hebrew word. And you can look these up online at blueletterbible.com. There's some other uh, places that you can go to and you can look. And what I will say is that some of these words that you look and some of the definitions that I pulled from is not necessarily exact what you're going to see. What you're going to see, because these have root words and they have different things, and, and, and you kind of have to really dig down in there to get, get some of this stuff. But, uh, but I wanted to have those there for reference as well, so that you can have this sheet and you can, uh, you can look these up. And if you have any questions on studying and looking at this, feel free to, to give me a call or, or let me know here you know, after the service one, one, one of these Sundays and... And, uh, you know, I can help you with that. Not a problem. And also, you know, dad, different, you know, different ones, um, you know, our elders. But yada means to revere in worship with extended hands, with extended hands. Now, when you really dig into this word and look at it, it literally means to throw, shoot, cast. And you'll see this word used in other places uh, with throwing or casting where it's not in reference to praise. Or worship to God, like they're actually shooting an arrow, and you'll see this Hebrew word there. But in reference to praise, it's like your arms, you know, shooting up to the Lord. And have you ever seen like, you know, a little a little guy, and he wants you to pick you up, pick pick him up? You know, what does he do? Uh, 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 and he's always on his tippy toes because he can't get up higher to reach you because he's way down here. And he wants to pick you up. He shoots his arms up, and he's wanting you to gather him. And that's what this here is. It's a shooting of the arms up to the Lord. Lord, pick me up. Lord, pick me up. Yada. Literally means to through shoot, cast our hands up to the Lord. And Psalms 42.11 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. Yada who is the health of my countenance and my God. Amen? See, when our countenance is low, we can shoot our hands up to God, and He'll pick us up. Amen? That's good. The second one is Todah. This is very similar to Yadah. And this is lifting up hands to God, 
a sacrifice of thanksgiving. A sacrifice of thanksgiving. And we see this in Psalms 50 verse 23. And I'm going to do this in the New American Standard Version because they actually take the word praise and put thanksgiving there. Which is what the actual word is translated as. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. And to him who orders his way aright, I shall show the salvation of God. Now, in the King James Version, you'll see that word thanksgiving will be praise. So he who offers a sacrifice of praise. But this is a, a sacrificial praise of thanksgiving to God. And that's what todah means. So we have yada, shooting our hands up, extended to the Lord. And this is thanking him, our hands going up, thanking the Lord. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen the Lord work out something for me during the week. And I've just put a hand up and said, thank you, Lord. And, and, just, and just bring a sacrifice of praise to Him right there. I'm just going to praise Him and thank Him for all that He has done. So our third one is Barak. Barak means to kneel and bless God as an act of adoration. To kneel and bless God as an act of of adoration. And we'll see this in the New American Standard Version as well, and they actually translate that word there, let us kneel. So we'll look at it. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Now I want to say something about this. In you remember you know, years ago, maybe you know, you read in history and you read about these royal courts that they had, like, you know, in the old days in England or Spain or France or wherever. There were king, kings and queens ruled in these different countries. And when you came into the court, there was a certain procedure. And there were different procedures for different ones. But one of the things that was consistent throughout, in every single court, when you read in history, you're going to kneel before that king. You are going to get on your knees or knee. You're going to bow down before that king or that queen. And reference of him. And that's what this scripture is. The same as that. To kneel and bless God as an act of adoration. Kneeling him. Giving the respect. Just as we would bow low as a sign of reverence and deference to the power that you know a king or a queen would have. We're deferring to the power of Almighty God when we kneel before him. And we do that. That's Barak. Now the next one is Zemer. Zemer. And this is to touch the strings. To touch the strings. It means to celebrate in song and music. And, and, you know, basically this is probably the most common form of praise that we have across the world in our churches. We, we put songs to music. We're, we're playing on the instruments. And what's also neat about this word is it, it can also refer to just playing the instrument. Not necessarily singing as well. It means to touch the strings. In Psalms 144.9, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. Unto thee. And the next one is halal. Halal. And this is to shine, to boast, to rave, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Foolish. And this one here is 
the number one out of all these, this appears the most in Scripture. It appears over, well over a hundred times. This is the word that the, we get our word hallelujah from. And in Psalm 69, 30, it says, I will praise the name of God with the song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. For the Lord, in Psalms 96, 4, it says, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. And then in Psalms 113.1, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now this is the same kind of praise that David exhibited, King David, when he danced for joy at the return of the Ark of the Covenant. And he danced and danced. I mean, he was really going at it. And his wife criticized him for, for, for doing it. And he said, oh no. This is, this is to the Lord. It doesn't matter. And, and, you know, this is one of these things where it's, it's when you look in the, in the wording here and you, and you study this out a little bit, you know, this is where everything's kind of stripped away, where you're kind of real vulnerable before the Lord. You're naked before God. It's one of these things where it's like, you know, being foolish before the Lord. Let me give you a really, really good uh, example of this. That happens every single day in America. Every single day of this word. This is taking place by the millions every single day. Matter of fact, yesterday morning I just witnessed this with hundreds of people at the same time. You're thinking, what in the world is this? I was at a swim meet yesterday. Yeah, Susan knows. Do they go crazy or what? And, you know, I just stepped back and I looked at everybody by this pool cheering on these kids swimming in this pool. They look stupid. <laughs> I, it just, they did. But you know what? It was cool. I was, I, I was totally cool with it. And then when my kid was out there, guess who was being stupid? <laughs> right? Is there anything wrong with No. No. And guess what's happening right now? Somebody's playing soccer right now. And there's some people yelling. And they're getting crazy. Go, go. And when they score, yeah! I mean, they get crazy. And if you've ever watched football on TV and they pan the, the stands with the camera, you know what I'm talking about. They will go so as far. I mean, the shirts come off and the body paint's coming off. I mean, the big, and they're blue. And it doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees or 30 below. They're still out there, literally blue from the cold and the paint. Just going at it. Matter of fact, I read there's this guy, he had blue paint on. And there was a couple other guys, they, had, they all had this blue on. And this one guy, uh, it was really cold and it got down really below. And it was, this is a true story. I saw it on TV. They were going over this. This guy, and he sat down in his chair. He, you know, he was, it was so cold, he sat down and he literally died. And no one knew because of the blue paint. And he had turned blue. He was literally, when they, when they got all the paint off... He, his lips had turned blue. It, it, was, it started snowing. This guy's out there, and he was at the game. He, nobody was really with him. He was just out, you know, other people. And he's out there, and, he's, and he was drunk. 
And so he had his beers going on and he's cheering. And he's all blue. And he literally died being a fool for his football team. I mean, uh, it, sad story. But I'll tell you what, this world is crazy sometimes. <laughs> and they can go crazy for the, so many things. And, I, and my feeling is this. If the world can go crazy for those things, how much more should we just go crazy for God? And celebrating God. Amen. 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 So this is, this is where you'll see this. It's the most in the word. You'll see this. Hallel. Now the next one. Tehillah is delighting in your heart before the Lord. The residual song of your spirit singing in the spirit. This is the Hebrew word for psalms. Literally the, the word for psalms. It's a spontaneous song that wells up in your soul. We know that these psalms, these were... These were written in this book. These song, psalms were put there. They were basically songs that, you know, came up, up, up in these writers. They're writing these things, you know, and it's dwelling up. And this, this one here is the most important. It, it appears the second most times out of all of these in, in, in seven. In the Psalms 22.3, I'm going to read this in the King James first. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. And now I'm going to read it in New American Standard. Yet ye are holy, O you who are enthroned. And notice the change from inhabits to enthroned upon the praises of Israel. And the word praises there is the Tehillah. But you'll, you'll see these two, two words, inhabits and enthroned. This is the type of praise that God enthrones or, in, or inhabits. Which is interesting because it, it, it's so specific God literally lives in the spontaneous praise of His people. That's what this word means. That's what this is talking about. God lives in the spontaneous praise of His people. As we begin to praise Him and the, from the inside of the heart, and that spontaneous praise begins to come out. Just like we are talking about the, you know, the singing you know, and, and mom used to just always sing and it would just spontaneously come out. You know, that praise song would be in their mind or on their heart, you know, and they're just singing to the Lord. That is what God inhabits. That's where he's enthroned. We want him enthroned on our heart. That's where he resides. This one is the most exciting to me. And it's, to me, the most important one. Because this is where God resides. In the spontaneous praise of his people. The last one is Shabak. Shabak. The shout of God's presence in the camp. Loud, triumphant. The shout of God's presence in the camp. Loud, triumphant. Now, Shabak is typically associated with freedom or triumph. But it's more than just a loud shout. It's the idea of putting everything that you have into it. You know, it's an attitude of wholehearted praise. Everything. When you Shabbat before the Lord. In Psalm 63, 3, it says, Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. That's Shabbat. Psalms 147, 12. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. And then in Psalms 117, 1. O praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. And this is, this is to be like, it's a loud, it's a loud shout. Now, I've seen where they do this with, in football, you know, they, they bring these, 
and they have these sideline reporters. And they come down and they bring a decimal decimal meter down onto the field. And when the team, you know, scores that touchdown, you know, they're, they're doing it. Now, Seattle is one of the loudest stadiums on the inside out of all the NFL, most NFL, they, they, they really don't want to go play in Seattle. They really don't. It's one of the loudest stadiums because of the way that they, they, they built the stadium and just how it is. I don't remember all the dynamics of it. But when they bring that decibel meeting there, meter down there, it is, it, it's off the charts. You, can, you can't hear yourself. These guys are trying to tell you down on the silent with the microphone, and you can barely hear. They're shouting into their microphone to the guys up in the booth to let them know what's going on. It's so loud down there. You know, so when you watch one of these games and you see this, that this, this takes place sometimes with some of these games. It's loud. And, you know, I feel like if they can get loud, you know, for those teams, we can get loud for God. And I want to read to you as we end up here. This is the last thing we're going to do here this morning. I'm going to read Psalms 145. I'm going to read this whole chapter. There's 21 verses. And in verse 4 is where you see the word Shabbat. That word praise in verse 4, as, you, as, as we go along, you'll see that's the word for Shabbat. And also what you'll notice as we go through here, and as we read this chapter, whenever you see the word Shabbat, many times you will see that there is boasting going on about the Lord. That's what you're being allowed about. You're boasting about the Lord. And so I'm going to read this, this whole chapter here, and we're going to boast about the Lord right now. In Psalms 145, verse 1, it says, I will extol thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. This is boasting before the Lord, boasting to him. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and thy wondrous works. Verse 6, and men shall speak of thy might, of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. We're boasting in the Lord right now. He's gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all. All his works, all thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raises up all those that bow down. The eyes of all wait upon thee and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfy 
God, the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Isn't that good, church? He's nigh unto all them that call upon him. And to all them that call upon him in what? truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them with that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Can we all stand and give the Lord praise? Can we all stand and give him a shout? Can we stand? Can we boast in the Lord? Hallelujah.